0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm David Oakley and this is FT News. Brussels has pledged to crack down on environmental rule-breaking by Europe's car industry as the sector, already hit by billions of euros in EU antitrust fines, faces another major cartel investigation. VW, Daimler and BMW are alleged to have colluded for years on what technology to use for certain components, including emissions control technology. The allegations come after a string of recent scandals have engulfed the car industry, marked by last year's emission cheating episode. Down the line from Frankfurt to discuss this is Patrick McGee, who's been covering the story, and joining me in the studio is Peter Campbell, our motor industry correspondent. On the latest allegations then, Peter, what exactly are the accusations? It's not that clear to me. So the
1: allegations, as far as we know, are that the three German car makers back in the 1990s colluded together to develop technology that would help them beat diesel emissions. So they use something called AdBlue, which is very common in the industry, which is an after-treatment solution that you inject into the car itself, and it means that the fumes that come out are reduced, the NOx that's in them, the poisonous gases that come out of diesel are not as harmful. And the allegation is around their use of AdBlue and the size of the tanks and whether or not they agreed all to use smaller tanks than was required. We haven't seen the legal documents that the EU has invested investigating. We haven't seen any whistleblower evidence. We haven't seen any of the documents relating to this. But as far as we can tell from reports that have come out, that is what they are
0: accused of doing. Patrick, how did this latest scandal come to light?
2: A German weekly called Der Spiegel came out with this as a cover story last week. How it actually came to the antitrust authorities is actually a little bit murky and it's going to have big implications because if there is actual illegal activity here, only one company, and that being the company that came first, can really apply for immunity and be treated without fines. And there's a lot to investigate in terms of the gravity of the situation, how long it occurred and everything. You know, BMW had denied this categorically. And it's very difficult to say whether the information that got to Brussels happened directly because of the companies actually saying, we admit to illegal activity, here's the evidence, or if VW was sort of scrubbing the organization post-Dieselgate and had simply handed over some documents in a way to cover themselves, and then this information was leaked to the media. I think there are several reasons to take it seriously. One is that apparently this goes back decades. Two, it brings in BMW into the diesel scandal. Daimler has been investigated for its own diesel issues, but BMW really has not been, so they probably have the most to lose. And the timing is just really, really bad. I mean, France already said they want to ban diesel by 2040. The UK has announced it this week. And just a few days before this, their Spiegel article came out of three car makers in question had actually tried to sort of restart the narrative on diesel and show that it is clean and that they're going out of their way to have voluntary recalls to lower emissions on existing cars, even beyond what regulators are asking for. So for a good 24 hours, it looks like, oh, maybe there is hope for the car makers to really say, you know, here are the great merits of diesel. And then just a day later, it's like allegations that actually there's been rigging of all sorts for the last two decades. So I think it just sort of ruins the entire narrative of trying to relaunch this.
0: It's not the first scandal to hit the German car industry, is it, in recent years?
2: No, I mean, as I think a few of us have written now, the car industry is becoming like the investment banks after the financial crisis seems to be a whole lot of bad activity piled into one industry. Of course, the diesel gate scandal in which Volkswagen has admitted to cheating U.S. emissions tests for more than a decade is really the big issue here. I mean, I don't think you would have the U.K. and France banning petrol and diesel cars without that scandal. But for collusion, which is rather different, the main item is the trucks cartel which was only settled last year. and involved a number of European truck companies, and it set a record for cartel fines from Brussels at 2.9 billion euros.
0: I mean, that's a big number. So how much has the industry already had to pay in fines?
2: The 2.9 billion in the truck cartel industry is the largest. In the previous decade, there was also a cartel with some part suppliers relating to ball bearings. And I think it wasn't quite a billion, but it was 900 million something. And there was another one with glass. So we're talking multiple billions, perhaps up to 5 billion over the last 10 years
0: And are these scandals all related to environmental standards?
2: The trucks cartel issue, I don't believe, was. Peter, maybe you want to step in if you know that scandal better.
1: Uh, The truck cartel involved some environmental, some other regulation, but the kind of key tenant of it was that the six major truck manufacturers in Europe had colluded for a long time over delaying bringing in environmental protection measures. So as a result, their trucks were dirtier than they would otherwise have been. So yeah, the truck cartel was certainly around emissions, but other cartels, ball bearings, glass, I think we've seen cartels over wiring looms and other components in recent years. Those have less been about environmental things and more just simply about price rigging.
0: So Peter, it's across the spectrum. Does this reflect an underlying malaise? The industry is facing a growing challenge from tech companies and the development of electric cars. Is this a real problem for the industry? Car makers are already operating on pretty thin
1: margins and stretched global businesses. And so right now, while they're having to develop new models and sell them all over the world, they're also having to invest in new technologies such as electric cars, increasingly driverless cars, which are very expensive because of some of the hardware you need fitted with them, increasingly connected cars, and also potentially even new fundamental business models to take account of the rise of ride sharing and ride hailing and the possible decline of car ownership. So the car industry is facing a huge number of challenges from a lot of different directions, all of which are very expensive. And so it is not impossible that when they look at tackling these challenges, they will look at trying to reduce the cost as much as they possibly can. In a statement that it made this week on the recent cartel allegations, VW already said it's not unusual to talk to other car makers about non-competitive things we can work on together, and gave one example of that being electric charging points for cars.
2: If I could just add one point on that, Peter, the German car makers are definitely all saying it is not unusual for us to be partnering with rivals. When you think about Industry 4.0 and the whole idea of Internet of Things, you're getting car makers really outside of their legacy business, and partnerships are basically demanded. So, you know, if you think of BMW, for instance, one of the big things they've done in recent years is partnered with Intel and Mobileye, and this is explicitly to build a platform that they want rivals to join. And you've had suppliers like Delphi and Continental who have overlapping portfolios who are also joining, and, you know, this received antitrust approval as did the alliance that the three car makers in question last year when they set up car charging infrastructure across Europe, and this includes Ford as well. In other words, not only is the partnerships go back decades, but they're really ramping up, and they're very necessary and very encouraged. And the reason I bring this up is that if there's going to be you know, a three- to five-year investigation over this, it could really, really set back the German car industry during probably the most challenging time in the car industry since the invention of the internal combustion engine.
1: And it's really interesting that, all of the technology partnerships we've seen formed are all explicitly non-exclusive. So every time a car maker has invested in a ride-sharing platform or a technology company, that's very often been with an invitation for others to pile in as well and all work together on the same technology. Because all the car makers know the challenges they face, but no one knows how to get there, and they've got a much better chance of surviving it if they all work together.
0: If we go back to the diesel question, the European car industry has made a very big bet on this area, but is now having to change course. How much time will it have to adapt?
1: Remembering that in Europe, everyone went for diesel and in fact was incentivized to go for diesel as a way of tackling climate change because diesel emits about 20% less CO2 than the equivalent petrol engine. But VW's revelations in Dieselgate, lots of other questions over manufacturers having diesel engines that pollute far more than they say they do has turned the sentiment against diesel and diesel market share has been falling rapidly. You've now got cities across Europe that are talking about banning diesel outright in city centres. So the time of diesel engines in Europe is definitely, definitely numbered. But we just don't know what that number is. Everyone expects that diesel will eventually die out and be fully replaced by electric. But so will petrol. Petrol engines will also die out in the coming decades and be replaced by electric technology. Volkswagen, who obviously are very heavily invested in diesel technology... They've said that they forecast
0: that diesel will still play a role for at least two decades. And Patrick, no doubt you have a view on this.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't put money on diesel being very popular post 2025. But, you know, uh, when we talk about death of diesel, I do think it maybe it's on life support, but it's not dead right now. Yes, sales are falling rapidly, but the share was still, I think, for the big five countries in Europe, 45 percent last quarter. So it's not as though these are not being sold in the millions. They certainly aren't.
0: Finally, a question for you, Peter. How buoyant is the global car industry at the moment? And are investors keeping faith with the industry? Or are they showing signs of fatigue? Sergio Marchionne,
1: the boss of Fiat Chrysler, was talking about this earlier. He said that given where the auto industry is at the moment, he thinks it's phenomenally undervalued. Many of the analysts who cover the industry also think it's incredibly undervalued, given how tangible it is, given that these are companies that actually make high quality, high value products and sell them all over the world. It seems that the stock markets globally have a bit of a downer on the car industry. They seem to think that the auto industry is finished. But what they potentially forget in this case is that Whatever technology we have in 20, 30 years time, whether we're whizzing around in driverless cars or electric cars, someone is still going to have to make those cars. The car makers of the world know how to do it. The Googles and Apples of the world
0: currently do not. Excellent. On that note, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Patrick.